In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real A source inside the federal government has come forward to reveal suspected terrorists are roaming freely inside the United States following the Biden administration's exit strategy in Afghanistan and the government's initiative to shelter fleeing refugees, known as Operation Allies Welcome. I am so, so proud of what we were capable of doing and what we did in Operation Allies Welcome. We have evacuated nearly 28,000 people on both U.S. and coalition aircraft. We are conducting thorough scrutiny, security screening. Anyone arriving in the United States will have undergone a background check. The records we've obtained confirm these individuals as national security threats currently within our borders. Meet Anwar Halak Wahidi, who is classified as a Category 15 threat by the Department of Homeland Security for having used explosives or arms. Category 15 falls under the Tier 1 threat level, which is labeled as armed and dangerous. Documents further reveal he was only added to the terrorist watch list after already being admitted into the U.S. on October 17, 2021, under Operation Allies Welcome. Wahidi applied the next day for his two-year work visa and 10 days later, it was approved. Nazir Ahmad Rahimi entered the U.S. on August 24, 2021. Flagged by DHS because he has engaged or is likely to engage in an unspecified violent terrorist act, despite being apprehended by ICE while in the U.S., he is yet to be deported, and his last known address is in our nation's capital. 
Ismail Jarat arrived in the U.S. on August 31, 2021. Less than a month later, he was re-added to the terror watch list as a Category 15 for having used explosives or arms. Since then, his work visa has been approved. Tassinolo Wafa Manazil was paroled into the U.S. on October 14, 2021. The next day, he was re-added to the terror watch list as a Category 7 threat if enters the U.S and also approved for his two-year work visa. Iqbal Alakoze was arrested in Afghanistan on December 11, 2014 and charged with murder. But that didn't stop him from being paroled into the U.S. on August 25, 2021. Records indicate ICE dismissed his case, saying it, quote, does not meet ICE enforcement priorities, unquote. He remains in the U.S. and his work visa is pending. This doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. Those we've investigated are just a small sample size, all of whom still remain within our borders. Our source inside the federal government has identified numerous cases involving people who pose national security risks. This begs the question, how could this be happening? I am so proud, so, so proud of what we were capable of doing and what we did in Operation Allies Welcome. Thousands of our Afghan allies paroled into the United States swiftly received employment authorization. We're also continuing to work with the State Department to improve the efficacy, integrity, security, and transparency of the U.S. Refugee Admissions Program, which, as you know, was almost dismantled over the last four years. To date, Operation Allies Welcome has brought over 84,000 Afghan refugees into the United States. According to our source, known terrorists are also gaining access to the country through the southern border, as millions of people stream across unchecked every year. Our federal agencies are clearly aware of the crisis, yet seem to prioritize accelerated vetting over the security of Americans. This is only the beginning of our investigation. Stay tuned. Big shout out to Project Veritas. Big shout out to James O'Keefe and the rest of the truth seekers out there in this country. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you very much for being tuned in tonight to Live from America. You're locked and loaded right here. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. Coming to you from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire. And it's a blessing to be here with you guys. Uh, What you've seen right there is very concerning, very alarming. And what we need to make sure that we do with the current Republican Party that we're going to allow to stay, it's not only the election that we need to go after. It is not only the kids that we need to keep safe and shield them from people like Disney Plus, Discovery Plus, and the rest of the pedophile woke corporations. It's not only the southern border that we need to stop the hemorrhaging and the bleeding app. But ladies and gentlemen, it is finding each and every one of these illegal aliens who are here who are on terrorist watch lists. Find out who they are, dox them, and remove them, or at least allow people in the neighborhood to know who they are, much like you do a sex offender who registers... Um who registers with the state that they are a sex offender so that the communities know what threat that there is in their community. We need to figure it out, and the Republican Party needs to get ahead of this, and this is something that we need to call our state legislatures and our, our U.S. congressmen and women and our U.S. senators and say, get on it, 
because we're not going to allow these people to sit here and be dormant sleeper cells until they commit another 9-11. Amen? I want to give a big shout out to Real America's Voice News, everybody watching on Pluto, Android, um, Apple, Samsung TV, Roku, Fire Stick, whatever it is. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Big shout out to Getter. The Getter chats are always always on fire and the getter uh live stream is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger regardless of who owns twitter getter is the twitter killer ladies and gentlemen so a big shout out to each and every one of you that are watching the show if you could if you're watching on social media i ask that you will please share the show get it out there to as many people as you can because we need to share the gospel to more people than we actually need to share current events news to. And thankfully and fortunately, you'll get both of those right here with Life from America. So you're killing two birds with one stone. Don't tell PETA that I said that. Let's go to the Lord on this beautiful Monday, May 2nd, year of our Lord, 2022. And uh, it reads, from Jesus Listens. We're not reading from Jesus Calling tonight. We're reading from Jesus Listens. Sometimes I hear you whispering in my heart. I take great delight in you. It's hard for me to receive this blessing, but I know it's based on the unconditional love that you have for all your children. Please help me to relax in the light of your presence. Taking time to soak in your luminous love. I long to sit quietly with you while you renew me in your love. I find it terribly challenging to live in a fallen world. There is so much brokenness all around me as well as within me. But I can choose moment by moment to focus on what is wrong or to seek your face and enjoy your approval. I need to remember that your delight in me is based on your finished work on the cross. This remembrance protects me from falling into the trap of trying to earn your love. Teach me to live as the one I truly am, your beloved child, saved by grace through faith. Then my gratitude will keep me close to you, eager to follow you wherever you lead. In your wondrous name, Jesus, amen. You can actually go to Psalm 27, 8, Numbers 6, 25 and 26, and Ephesians 2, 8, and see where that devotional was pulled from. On this beautiful book, Jesus Listens. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. I hope you were all close to your families. I hope you all spent time, if you you have the weekends off, with your families. Because what I'm starting to realize, folks, is how how little of a priority so many of us... We have so many different priorities in our lives, and most of them are not Christ-centered. And I have to to give you this, uh, this admission... The further I become, uh, the further I get into my, uh, into my walk with, with Christ, my journey with Jesus, I realize more and more incredibly how, how incredibly bad we really are. We are literally like layers of onions. And just when you think, wow, I've made such a 180, I have changed my life so drastically that there is no way that I'm not on the right path. I am good. I am comfortable. God has a way of going, okay, now that you've made it through that layer, let's peel another layer back so you can see incredibly how fallen you and the rest of creation uh, are. And it's really great. And at the same time, it's, 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 it's terrifying, but it's also gratifying 
to peel back that next layer. So don't ever be comfortable with where you are in your journey with Jesus because there's always more that you can attain. And that's knowledge, love, compassion, joy, and you can pass that on to other people. So let's please remove your hats if you are wearing one, and let's say the Lord's Prayer together from your lips to his ears out loud. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We're peeling back onions, ladies and gentlemen. We're peeling back onions in order to reveal more of who we actually are and how fallen we actually are just so that we can ultimately become better ambassadors for Christ. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it a great time to be alive? Isn't it a great time to be a Christian? Isn't it a great time to wear the armor of God? Isn't it a great time to watch Real America's Voice News? We'll be right back right after this. Stay tuned. Let's give some live shout-outs real quick. I want to jump over to Getter because, like I said, Getter is a firebrand when it comes to the chat. We've got Sherry, 2032, watching. God bless you, girl. Red, white, and blue is in the building. Donna Marie, 1960. I love you. Thank you very much. Brian Tharp, always here. Um, we've got Yip Cat Olson. How you doing, girl? Good to see you. Deplorable number one, Manny Thelian. How are you? Manny Thelian, excuse me. Sharon TX from Texas. How you doing, girl? Kathy, 352 in Bill's Pub. Let's jump over to the LFA producer Facebook page. If you're not following it, it's something that you definitely want to do. It's a, it's a great way to get God's message into a very, very bad place. The, the belly of the beast, Facebook. We say, I see Terry Hughes says, I am a son of God. God bless you. Matt Darks is in the building from Pennsylvania. Please pray for him and his family. Vicki Vale is watching from the show me state of Missouri. God bless you, girl. And of course, Heather Hradrick and Deb Hamburg Cattell watching on the Facebook page. And now we're going to jump over and say hello to Carla Reynolds on Rumble. God bless you all on Rumble. Thank you for the $5 donation to the Slurp Fund and to keeping Elisha um, working. We don't want to send him out there on the unemployment line. Sandy, Joe, Mack, God bless you. Good to see you. Thank you for joining in. Nancy Brewer is watching. Nancy from Texas. We've got Roxanne2000mules.com. She says, do not forget to watch it as she donates $100 to the show. I thank you so very much, Roxanne. Gene from sunny Florida. How are you? Eli. I think I believe Eli might be still banned on sharing. Of course, that would be the case for Facebook. So you guys need to help him out there. I appreciate that. And one more. Let's give it to American Patriot 13. God bless you for being here. And thank you. Big shout out to Amanda Collins. Your check went back out now that we got the right address on it from the Slurp Fund. And of course, Heather Traeger, your uh, your entire sixteen hundred dollars is on its way, my friend, to help you smile just a little bit better and to help you eat food as well. We don't want to leave anybody stranded when it comes to eating and smiling. We need to smile, and we need to be secure with our smiles, okay? So your uh, Slurp Fund contribution is on the way. Thank you, Bad Moon. Bad Moon says, I shared it in the belly of the beast. Facebook. 
All right, we're going to come back. We're going to get right to this first and foremost section. It's a good first and foremost section. It is the right foot to jump off on on this Monday evening, so let's get to it. Well, welcome back to Live from America, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know what I love about this, uh, about this show is the fact that it isn't one person doing a show up on a pedestal that you can never reach. We communicate with thousands of people a week whether it be through email, whether it be through direct messaging, whatever. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you, more people are messaging me about their faith and about their journey with Jesus today than I have ever seen in my entirety of doing Live from America, even back to the Here We Go Facebook days. I am seeing more and more people come to Christ for the first time or come back to Christ. The culture is changing. God is working. People are experiencing joy, and people are doing a complete 180 more now than I've ever seen in my entire life. And for that, can I please get an amen? From all of you watching in your living rooms, please put up your cups. Whether you're drinking wine, water, or whiskey, or coffee if you're me, Put your cups up and let's have our first slurp of the evening as we get the gas we need to put the pedal to the metal here on Live from America. You ready? I'm ready. Let's get ready to rumble. The very first and foremost section of the day, the Supreme Court actually did something great for a change. The Supreme Court actually did something great for a change. They unanimously ruled that the very liberal and very ignorant city of Boston, and I'm not talking about the Bostonians who live there because they're wicked awesome, kid. I'm talking about the people who rule and run Boston, you know, the liberal, communist, democratic, progressive, moronic party. The Supreme Court has unanimously ruled that the city of Boston violated First Amendment rights in refusing to fly a Christian flag. This goes right back to what I've been talking about, folks. Even demonic cities run by the people like there, are, like there is in the city of Boston cannot beat God. Can I get an amen? They cannot beat God. And when I say unanimously, that's exactly what I mean. The city of Boston has allowed organizations to use third-party flagpoles in front of City Hall for commemorative events. In 12 years, the city of Boston approved 284, since we're talking Boston, 284 flags. They never denied a flag-raising event until a group called Camp Constitution. ho <laughs> Two C words that the government doesn't like, the Constitution and Christianity, requested to raise a Christian flag on the third flagpole. The only flag Boston has ever denied was, you guessed it, this Christian flag. They've never denied a BLM flag. They've never denied a rainbow flag. They've never denied an LGBTQICDP plus or anything else. No, they only denied the Christian flag, which lets you know exactly how much of a godless society is running the great bean town Boston. When the government encourages diverse, uh, diverse expression, say by, uh, say by creating a forum for debate, the first amendment proves or excuse me, prevents it from discriminating against speakers based on their viewpoint. Left-wing Justice Stephen Breyer wrote in the decision, according to NBC News, the city's lack of meaningful involvement in the selection of flags or the crafting of their messages leads us to classify the flag raisings as private, not government speech, uh, though nothing prevents Boston from changing its policies going forward. 
Now, NBC News reported that the Supreme Court ruled unanimously on Monday that the city of Boston violated the Constitution when they refused to let the local organization fly a Christian flag. While the case had religious overtones, the decision was fundamentally about free speech rights. The court said that the city created a public forum open to all comers when it allowed organizations to use the flagpole in front of City Hall for commemorative events. Denying the same treatment for the Christian flag was definitely and 100% a violation of a free speech or a free expression, it said. The ruling was a victory for a group called Camp Constitution, which says part of its mission is to, quote, enhance understanding of the country's Judeo-Christian heritage. Of course, these same people who deny everything have in God we trust all over everything. Just mind you that. See, they use God when it's uh, convenient for them, and they diss God in every other uh, chance they get. The ruling, uh, the, uh, the group wanted to raise the flag bearing a Latin cross during one hour event that would include speeches about Boston's history from local clergy. Its founder, Harold Shirtleff, applied, uh, applied to use one of the three flagpoles in front of City Hall. Two of them are for the flags of the United States and the state of Massachusetts. The city makes the third available to private organizations that conduct commemorations in the plaza in front of the building to celebrate a community's diversity. He sued after the city turned him down. Boston said the choice of flags on the third pole was an expression of the city's views. Flying the Christian flag would amount to an unconstitutional government endorsement of religion, the city said. Continue to keep getting away from Christ and see what happens. Continue to keep putting God's dirt in the mud, or God's name in the, in the dirt and in the mud, and see what happens. You will not ever beat God. And you're never going to erase Christianity. You're never going to erase God out of our homes, out of our hearts, out of our institutions. It's coming back. And by the time we're done with this, God will be back in our public school systems and we will be saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Mark my words. And I will end that little session with a you can't beat God. And also we're going to go ahead and give today's Smarty Award. And I know we don't rarely, we rarely do this, but in this case we have to. Here we go. Smarties. Reserved for Smarties. We're going to give that to the Supreme Court because in this decision, I believe that was the smartest, correct, and the right move to make and the right ruling to make. So it's nice that the, uh, you know, the Supreme Court actually shows you where they stand on free speech because I have a feeling that we are going to be back in SCOTUS very soon to, uh, to fight uh, Nina Jankowitz and uh, the new free speech police uh, that Biden created with the DHS and the help of Mayorkas. Now, as you all know, the White House Correspondents' Dinner happened over the weekend. It was lame. It was boring. I didn't have to watch the whole thing. Thank God. I took little pieces and parts out of it. I might, I just might have, um, you know, went crazy if I had to watch the whole thing. We'll just put it that way. We'll put it mildly. I might have went crazy if I had to watch the whole thing. I can tell you what I did watch was very boring. There's no substance. There's no laughter. There's no funny moments. It's just a bunch of moronic people trying to be funny while making jokes at the expense of the United States of America. And that's exactly what happened as the D.C. Uh, swamp and the elite sat there and laughed at the direction of our country, the, ec the economy of our country, and the safety 
of our country. But one thing that happened while uh, this White House correspondence dinner was going on was that people were taking shots and they were basically attacking Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. Now, why would they do this? Well, there's two reasons. One, because if it wasn't for Ron DeSantis of Florida, we would not be calling all of these people's gro- all of these people groomers and pedophiles out loud and in the public, and they absolutely hate it because they weren't able to get ahead of it. Number two, they can't stand the fact that Ron DeSantis actually had the spine to say, I don't care who you are or what you're doing or what you're saying or how much money you have, you're not going to groom kids in our state, period. And number three, they say he was invited and turned it down, and they just attacked him all night. But really the reason why they were attacking him is because he's going to be the next, uh, uh, he's going to be outside of President Trump. He's going to be the next Republican president. He will be a future president. So Trevor Noah, you all know who Trevor Noah is. He was taking the shots mostly at President Trump and at Governor Ron DeSantis. So if we could, I'd like to go ahead and play what Trevor Noah said about Ron DeSantis, and then we'll go back and talk about what Ron DeSantis had to say to Trevor Noah. Check this out. But Ron... Ron is playing it coy, man. He won't even tell people if he got the booster. Yeah, or as they say in Florida, don't ask, don't tell. Am I right? <laughs> I'll see you, Ron. You see, what I like about Ron DeSantis is, is like, if Trump was the original Terminator, DeSantis is like the T-1000. You know, you're smarter than him. You're slicker than him. You can walk down ramps. Yeah. Yeah, but Biden can't walk because upstairs, see, no, so where's Trump that? Trump said he won the election, but everyone was just able to look at the numbers and see that he was wrong. That's why Ron DeSantis is one step ahead. First, you ban the math textbooks. Then, nobody knows how to count the votes. Boom! My man! Ha, ha, ha! What a room! You like that? You like those subtle, hint, those subtle, subtle jabs? Ban the textbooks? You know, he forgot to lay out that the textbooks, math textbooks, by the way, numbers, numbers, calculations, math. Why is there CRT? In math. Why is critical race theory in math textbooks? He didn't ban math textbooks because he wanted people to be as stupid as Democrats. No, he banned the math textbooks because they were sexualizing children and they were teaching them to think that everything, everybody's race, everybody's racist. Everybody's racist when you're part of our team. Everybody's racist. These people are absolutely bat crap crazy. But again, he had that whole joke about President Trump walking down ramps, could not even bear to make a joke about President or resident, excuse me, Corn Pop, Mr. Joey Applesauce walking upstairs. No, 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 we couldn't say that. So here's what Ron DeSantis had to say about that White House correspondence dinner in Ron DeSantis fashion, I might add. What's that? Yes, sir. So I never was, would, would, I would never attend that. I have no interest in that. Um, I did not watch it. I don't care what they do. But for them to advertise me when that invitation was rejected by my office, uh, that is a lie. And so here they are saying how important they are, that they're somehow these paragons of truth, and yet there they are lying about something that is readily verifiable. Um, and so the idea that uh, I was there is false. The idea that I would have ever gone is false. And why they would want to try to perpetuate a lie about that, I don't know. But I think it just shows you why that cabal of people um, in D.C., New York, 
um, are so reviled by so many Americans. I think it's a reputation that's been well-deserved. Yes. That's what I love about Ron DeSantis. He's so, the guy, unlike me, because I get riled up, he doesn't really get riled up. And when he does get riled up, when he does get all riled up, he literally says it in a way that is just as effective as if, if I were to say it all riled up or if President Trump was to say it all riled up. You know what I mean? And the guy just puts it right out there. He goes, I would never go there. I wouldn't want to be there. I wouldn't have any reason to be there. I don't. I have nothing to do with those people. And I love the way he separates himself from the D.C. swamp. I love that. And again, uh, Barbara T- uh, Tangent on, on Facebook says they would have just roasted him anyway. Actually, that is the reason why President Trump decided to run for president was that he attended that dinner, if you remember, in 2015. And Barack Hussein Obama took all of his time to sit there and roast Trump. And Trump said, "Okay, all right, I'm going to make it so you hand over the keys to the White House and you ride with me in the Black Beast to my inauguration just so I can laugh at you in your face. And that's exactly what happened. Now, here's another great thing about Ron DeSantis, folks, is he was asked by a uh, by, he was asked in an interview about uh, children and sex changes children and sex changes he was on with uh, the truth with Lisa Booth i want you to hear what ron uh, don ron desantis says about child sex changes in florida he ain't having it any longer would you support a state law banning any of those medical interventions for children i would ban the um, yeah i would ban the sex change the operations i think that it's Something that you can't get a tattoo if you're if you're 12 years old. When they say gender affirming care, I mean what they mean a lot of times is you are really you're castrating a young boy, you're sterilizing a young girl, you're you're doing mastectomies for for these very young girls. And folks, there it is, right there. He says you can't get a tattoo if you're 12. So why should you be able to castrate yourself? I mean, if you think about it, this is a big move to save children from a lifetime of depression. Anger, regret, suicide. Because we talked about the long-lasting effects of this stuff and how it affects children, their families, and, and, and to the point where they're either, they either commit suicide or they, or, or they regret that life decision that they made. Either way, Ron DeSantis is looking out for the kids. And that's what we should be looking out for, our children, our future. Without them, we're nothing. Stop putting your hands in, their, in your heads in their pants. We'll be right back. I love this guy more and more every week. I really do, because he's not afraid of the cabal. He's not afraid of the left. That's what's great for him. That's what's great about this guy. He's just not afraid of them. Nothing they say or do, even withholding monoclonal antibodies, which was literally killing people, is not going to get this guy to back off. Matter of fact, the more he, this is what I love about him. Just like President Trump, you hit him, he's going to come back and hit you harder. And we need more of that. We need more of that in my state of New Hampshire. We need that in, 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 in Missouri. We need that in Nebraska. We need it in Pennsylvania. Shout out to Doug Mastriano. Big shout out to Doug Mastriano, who is just doing awesome in the polls. Apparently, Teddy Daniels was swatted. Now, you guys all know what swatted means. It means somebody is screwing with them. Somebody is calling in uh, basically bomb threats or saying there's a, there's a danger inside and the SWAT team shows up or the police show up. It's called swatted. Apparently, Teddy Daniels was swatted by the left. And it's all in an attempt, folks. All of this is, all of it is in an attempt to get them afraid to scare them out of running for an office. And if you think you're going to scare Teddy Daniels, like, are you stupid? That would be like going up against, you know, uh, 
some UFC fighter thinking you're going to beat him in a, in a bar fight. Like, how dumb are you? You think you're going to scare Teddy Daniels? The guy is a walking war machine. You think you're going to scare Doug Mastriano? That guy's another war machine and a warrior and a soldier of God. What do you think you guys are doing? You're all, the only thing you're doing is, is succeeding in ticking off more people who are very dangerous. Very dangerous. Swatting political opponents now? Come on. And you want to know what else? Those people should be held accountable. The people that call in the SWATs should be held accountable. You cannot tell me that there's no damn way that these people can find out who did that. They can't find out who did that. Absolute baloney. Absolute baloney. It's absolute baloney that these people can't figure out who in the heck called in that SWAT or called in that, uh, called the police, I should say. Unbelievable. We're going to come back from this commercial break real quick, and uh, we're going to get into we're going to get into uh, one of the one of the other sponsors. And by the way, if you have a business on the America Strong Business tab page on on JeremyHerald.com, you're going to want to hear this. Okay, going to want to hear this. Let's come back from this commercial break. Here we go, folks. Thank you very much, and uh, and I appreciate you being locked and loaded right here on Real America's Voice News, uh, where you always always going to find the truth and you're always going to find uh, a, a God-centered point of view. That's what this whole network is built on, and I just absolutely love it. Whether you're a Christian or not, you can't go wrong. Now, you've probably heard me talk about the American Strong Company page on JeremyHerald.com. This is for anybody who's got an American business, small, medium, or large. It's anybody who wants to get away from the left. Anybody who wants to build our own economy and our own shopping network uh, to spend our money with people who actually have our values. That's why so many of us are partnered with Mike Lindell and so many other people, because they're patriots that are fighting for us. If you want to go and put your small, medium, or large American business on JeremyHarrell.com, it's a free directory. You don't have to pay a dime. You don't have to pay a penny. We want all boats to rise. So check out the American Strong Company tab at the top of the page on JeremyHarrell.com. Sign your business up. It's absolutely free. And millions and millions of people a year could have access to seeing that. So check that out. Now, if you do have a small, medium, or large business and you want to grow your business, you want to get it bigger, you want to take that next step, this company that just sponsored Live from America is a patriotic CRM and a company that will really boost you into the next level. And it's um, anthemsoftware.com. Anthemsoftware.com is your one-stop solution. It helps small businesses all over America find serve and keep more customers, and become more profitable. And it can take you from step zero all the way up. And this is what's great. We needed this. We needed people with expertise, money, and resources to help this small parallel economy grow into something that could rival Amazon or anybody else. And it's all small businesses. That's what this country's built on. So by providing world-class CRM software and results, focused marketing services, your businesses will not only grow but dominate in this highly competitive modern world, that's AnthemSoftware.com, A-N-T-H-E-M. Every business has a song. Let AnthemSoftware.com help you sing yours. Visit AnthemSoftware.com to schedule your free demo, free demo of the solution. This is how, folks, it wasn't enough that we just go grow, build our own um, uh, 
platforms for social media. It wasn't enough that we just that we built our own uh, a group of people to make sure that people weren't cheating in our local elections. We also have to build our businesses, and for that, we need expertise to do that. We need people that know how to do that in order for to rival these left-wing companies. So check out Anthem Software, and, uh, and also check out that American Strong uh, Business tab because it's going to help you grow your business and get out there where other people might not see you, okay? All right, earlier today, Earlier today, we talked about Bill Gates, Mr. Not a Doctor, Mr. Not a Physician, Mr. Never Had a Stethoscope, Mr. Never Had a Degree in Anything to Do with Medicine or Healthcare, Bill Gates. Yeah, we talked about earlier on the 11 o'clock show how he said that we're not even close to the largest COVID pandemic, meaning that the COVID pandemic that we saw, the pandemic that helped steal the 2020 election was peanuts compared to what Bill Gates says is on the way. And, ladies and gentlemen, in lockstep fashion, here we go. The New York City elites have now raised the COVID alert in New York City to medium, from low to medium, due to the rising China virus cases in, and, in the country and around the world. Yep, you heard me right, folks. If you live in New York City, you are now, your COVID level alert is now raised to medium. Ooh. Must be election season. New York City on Monday, today, raised its COVID alert level to medium as new China virus cases surpassed the CDC's threshold of 200 cases per 100,000 people. Told you to stop testing. No new COVID restrictions will be re-implemented. However, the city will likely reimpose its mask mandate if the level alert level reaches high. Now, question is, you going to do it or not? You going to wear them or not? That's the real question. COVID deaths and hospitalizations are declining, but New York City officials are using new cases to control and scare the public once again. Quote, the coming weeks will be critical to slowing the spread of COVID-19. Are we sick of hearing slow the spread, stop the spread, slow the spread? That was supposed to be two and a half years ago, and it was supposed to be 15 days. Keep using that same old tired rhetoric and not even the dumbest of the dumb are going to fall for your ridiculous COVID-19 scares any longer. Unbelievable. Anyway, let me get back to the quote. Slowing the spread of COVID-19 and getting back to low risk level so we can more so we can more safely enjoy our spring. Says the New York Health Commissioner, Dr. Ashwin Vasan. And remember, the steps you take to protect yourself and to protect others, you know, I I can't even continue to read this crap anymore because it's such an infomercial. It's such an infomercial. It's the same thing year after year, and we're finally starting to be able to say year after year. You ready? Here we go. And remember, the steps you take to protect yourself and to protect others, especially those most vulnerable, as a city, we have the tools we need to beat back this virus as new yorkers we are in this together by incorporating these steps into our daily lives we can continue to look out for one another and ourselves says literally every democrat on the planet ever since the beginning of the pandemic again must be election season folks so if you live in new york city be careful because your risk Um, your level of risk has just risen to medium. So run away from that fake coronavirus and run away fast. You might get a runny nose. Moving on. Moving on because we talked about this being an, an election season, right? And now COVID is ramping back up again and the scare is ramping back up again. Do you guys remember Dr. Burks? You remember her? 
Dr. Burks is just as bad as Tony Fauci, by the way. Dr. Burks was there in the 80s. She was there. She was there right alongside Tony, gain-of-function, rat-faced Fauci when the AIDS pandemic was going on, and she was wrong about everything then. So, you know, in the United States political fashion, when everybody's wrong about everything, you bring them back, call them an expert, lie to everybody, and make them believe that what they're telling you is actually true. Dr. Burks is just as much of a loser in all of this as Tony Gain-of-Function Fauci. Dr. Burks used the study about coronavirus in the very beginning of all of this to collapse the United States economy. And by the way, she has never re- apologized for that. Now Dr. Burks is warning of new virus surges coming this summer in the run-up to the 2022 elections. Now, I thought that COVID wasn't running rampant in the summer. I thought it was just reserved for winter months. Isn't that odd? Oh, now now it's attacking everybody. Warm weather, cold weather, doesn't matter. Spring, summer, it's coming after you. Run, says Dr. Burks. Dr. Burks, a leading member of of the Trump administration's White House Coronavirus Task Force, said yesterday... The U.S. should be prepared for another potential COVID-19 surge after recent uptick in infections in South Africa. They're on the upslope again, says Burks, talking about the South African anti uh, or South African infections on CBS's Face the Nation. Uh, yeah, we're still letting all these people through the southern border, by the way. Each of these surges are about four to six months apart. That tells me that natural immunity wanes enough in the general population after about four to six months that a significant surge is going to occur again, and this is what we have to be prepared for in this country, she said. Burke specifically warned Americans should be preparing right now for a potential surge in this summer across the United States. Now, let me just tell you something. She said, oh, by the way, I, I, missed, I, did not, I, I took out a word. She said, across the summer in the southern states. The southern United States. Does anybody want to tell me what's close to the southern United States? The border. Anyone want to tell me why people in those southern states are going to see a surge? Because of Joe Biden. Just more felonies to impeach this loser on. And everybody that's involved. And make no mistake, Dr. Burks, Dr. Fauci, all of them. They were never on Trump's team even if they were on Trump's team. They were always on the team of the globalists. They were always on the team of the people to steal the elections, and their day will come. Because remember, folks, you can't beat God. You can't beat God, and you can never beat the red, white, and blue. You may win some battles, but you will not win this culture war. We've got your number, and we'll be right back right after this. You know, when I go back and watch uh, uh, watch that footage of Dr. Burks, now, looking back on it, see, here's the funny thing. They, they played good cop, bad cop, if you remember. If you go back to, to 2020 and 2021, Dr. Burks was the good cop. Dr. Fauci was the bad cop, remember? Dr. Burks was the one that seemed to work her way in and gain more trust of people that hated Dr. Fauci. And Dr. Fauci seemed to grab all of those radicals who thought we should do more about coronavirus, literally like lock people in basements for years at a time and let them emerge uh, being completely blinded by the sunlight. So Dr. Burks was the good guy. Dr. Fauci was the bad guy. And why these two were ever allowed to be near the White House with President Trump there, I will never know. Now, if President Trump ever admitted to making a mistake, I would hope it would be that. 
Now, President Trump was in a rock, between a rock and a hard place. He kind of had nowhere to go. I get it. You kind of got to deal with the people that, that, that around you that say, look, these are the people for this. We got to get them involved. But President Trump even admitted that he knew something wasn't right halfway through all of this task force stuff, and he would literally do everything opposite of what Dr. Fauci told him to do. Now, if that was President Trump setting the country up to really find out who Dr. Fauci was through all of this, then it was a genius move. But I'm willing to bet that President Trump made a mistake on this one. I'm willing to bet if he had to do this all over again, Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci would not be anywhere near President Trump's team if he had to do it all over again. Again, I don't fault the guy. He was in between a rock and a hard place. What the heck was he supposed to do? But I'll tell you, if he had to go back there, I guarantee you he said he would have said, I would have done something different. I can guarantee it. But if it was to expose Dr. Fauci, if it was part of Trump's plan to do that, then it was genius. But if it wasn't, then it was a mistake. And um, people aren't going to give a crap, says Lacey. No, I agree. I think most of the country is just going to be like a proverbial middle finger to the administration and say it ain't happening. And to each state and to each health and, and human services. Uh, yes, Trump knew who Fauci was. Instead of masks, close the border. Amen. Amen. The art of the comeback, Patriot Johnson. You're right about that too. Again, like I said, he was definitely in between a, a, a rock and a hard place. He didn't really have any many choices. You know what I mean? Like, if he didn't have them on the team, then people would have just raised that death, death ticker even higher and said, look, now he's killing everybody because he won't even get the right people involved. He kind of was, he would have damned if he did, damned if he didn't type of situation, you know? Let's get back to the show. You're going to love this next segment. Welcome back to Live from America. God bless each and every one of you. Sometimes here in Live from America, we talk about basically the same thing that a lot of news outlets are talking about, right? If it's big issue stuff. But then there's a lot of stuff that no news outlet will touch because they're afraid to talk about the election or they're afraid to talk about coronavirus and the lockdowns or they're afraid to talk about anything that might get them banned from social media. First of all, I like to say, if you're afraid of getting banned or suspended, then you do not belong in this fight. There might be a fight out there for you, but you don't belong in this fight. This station, this channel, this show, and my family, we only care for fighters right now. Fighters. And if you're scared to get banned on social media to post something, you're not a fighter. And that's okay. That's okay. You might, your fight might be somewhere else. So don't be afraid, ever. And I will talk about the hard things that will get you banned. I will say things that normal people should not say, at the very least, for fear that they're going to get a lawsuit. I don't care. Period. And maybe that's why I'll be canceled sooner than later. I don't know. But let's get to something alarming that is not making headlines across the United States of America. Now, we all know that uh, Mark Zuckerberg helped steal this election by pumping in $500 million into an election, 90% of which went to Democrats. And all of it went towards stealing the election, whether it went to Democrats or Rhino Uniparty uh, Republicans. It all went to help steal the election, period. We all know that. Mark Zuckerberg got his uh, feet in a little hot water and decided, eh, I better not do that again, period. But that's not stopping George Soros. So here's the story that is not making headlines, folks. George Soros has now dumped $750,000, almost a million dollars, into the Wisconsin midterms as Democrats gear up to try to steal another election. 
Now, you would think that the legislature there, you would think that Michael Gableman would be all over this. And I'm not saying that they're not. But what I know that nobody's talking about is the $750,000 that's been dumped into Wisconsin to win the midterms for the, uh, for the Democrats. And when I say win, I really mean steal. George Soros has dumped in almost a million dollars into the Democratic Party this year. Megan Wolf, the administrator of Wisconsin Election Commission, who five of the six should be in prison, by the way, is also the chair of the Soros-funded ERIC system, E-R-I-C. We've been talking about the ERIC system for a long time. All of you should be well familiar with it at this time. If you're not, it's a software program funded, founded by Soros and his team, just like Dominion and Eric Coomer and all those losers, but this is like another, this is a one-two punch because this software program that they created that's been implemented in all these states is actually a voter roll cleanup software. It's supposed to do the job for you. Instead, it does the complete opposite. We need to get rid of these ERIC systems. The WEC, the Wisconsin Election Commission, admits they have 7.1 million uh, in the database, but only 3.68 million are eligible to vote. WEC and Sarah Witt, the functional lead over uh, the SVRS, which is the statewide voter registration system, under the Government Accountability Board, kept everything in one database. Even dead voters are not separated out. County clerks showed only two clicks can make voters active again. Other investigations show data missing in required fields. Thousands of identical 1918 birth dates eligible text entries, missing last names or addresses, and up to 25 voter IDs for one registration and other inexcusable issues, which are really breaking the law if they go through with it. Charging $13,500 to investigators who asked for the data helped hide these atrocities while they gave that same data, by the way, to Democrats for free, and we've touched on that. They're trying to gear up for another steal. Thanks to the Assembly... Speaker Robin Voss, the Wisconsin election system is still not fixed and Wisconsin has no way to counter this mess. George Soros has dumped in $750,000 through a super PAC to the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. And that's just the beginning. I guarantee you it's going to be $7.5 million by the time it's all done. My suggestion, my suggestion, and we're doing it here in New Hampshire. I can tell you this, we're at least fighting for it here in New Hampshire, is to get ahead of George Soros now get ahead of the mark Zuckerbucks. now don't just focus on what somebody did the legislature there needs to take action now and start putting laws and rules in place for these people that are dumping in ungodly amounts of illegal money through PACs to these parties to steal elections people need to be held accountable they will be in florida brian kemp wants you to believe they will be in georgia i doubt that And they definitely need to be implemented in Wisconsin right now. Your governor's not going to be able to do this. Your secretary of state's not going to be able to do this. And most likely they don't want to. The only people that have the power to do this right now is your state legislature. So get on their carcasses. Call them. Find out who your state reps are. I don't care how many you have in the state. And sit down and call five a day, three a day, however many you have in your state. Call them and say, get on this now. This money coming in illegally is what is stealing elections because you're not allowed to do things legally on the books when it comes to donating to a certain candidate. So they use these super PACs and they bring in godly amounts of money to destroy America. Our state legislature has the power. They need to stop it. They need to get ahead of it and be proactive rather than reactive because reactive is what lost us the 2022 or the 2020 election because we were too reactive and not enough proactive. See what I'm saying? Now, 
Here's another big thing that not a lot of people are really talking about today because the world is trying to forget about Mike Lindell. The mainstream media wants you to forget about MyPillow.com and Mike Lindell. Twitter. Ever since Elon Musk bought Twitter, so many things have opened up for conservatives, which lets you know that so many things were locked down. Now, Twitter has also been allowing people who were banned or suspended back on the, prof- or black- back on the platform. Mike Lindell was one of those people, folks. Mike Lindell actually got to rejoin Twitter, only to be suspended again hours later. They're not letting this man speak. They're not letting you, this man tell you what he's doing behind the scenes. They're not letting him speak about the Dominion software and the voting machines that he is working actively to get banned before the 2022 election. Now, if the, if the, if the Twitter, if the left lost Twitter, which they're still holding on to little pieces of it, that's how he got banned again. If, but if they've lost Twitter and they lose Dominion, there's no way, folks. I don't care what cockamamie plan they come up with. There's no way to steal the election. So they're purposely not talking about Mike Lindell. But let's read the story real quick. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell announced that he rejoined Twitter yesterday after his account was banned last year. But guess what? He was quickly reported and banned from the platform once again. Hello, everyone at Twitter. This is Mike Lindell. Lindell said in a Twitter video published yesterday, I'm here to tell you about my new account at Mike Lindell. That's the only account over here at Twitter that I'm using. He added, so we started this account. Please share it with everybody you know. Let everybody uh, you know so we can get the word out over here at Twitter in case they do take it down. A Twitter spokesman told news outlet Sunday that the account was banned. The Epic Times has contacted the firm for comment. The account you referred to was permanently suspended for violating the Twitter rules on ban evasion, a Twitter spokesman told the Daily Beast. Lindell also confirmed to the left-wing publication that his recently created account was suspended, calling it a shame, adding that former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey should be first in line for prison. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a perfect example of somebody not being afraid. There are so many people, by the way, who I love, who I like, who I have a great relationship with, and in some cases I've looked up to, and then I find out that they're so afraid to post something because they don't want their profile banned, and they don't want to be censored, that they just don't do it and they shut up. That is cowardly. You are weak. You do not have the armor of God. You do not fight for the right reasons, and anybody who claims that they are for free speech, anybody who claims that they believe the election was stolen, anybody who claims they know that COVID was, a, was, was way overblown, anybody who claims any of that and is still on Facebook and is still on Twitter is a liar and they're a coward. Anybody with a following that is still on these places is a liar and a coward because they have not gone the distance that needs to be gone in order for the world to know exactly what we're talking about every day here on Life from America. And Mike Lindell is not one of those guys. Mike Lindell's not a coward. Mike Lindell is not weak. Mike Lindell is a fire, a fighter. He is a soldier of God. He is wearing the armor of God. And he will fight for this country when most of the people that get up on their shows every day, and, oh, welcome to so-and-so every day. Here we're going to go, folks. We're going to fight the left and we're going to win, 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 win. But they don't want to talk about the November 3rd travesty insurrection of the election, the stolen election of 2020. They don't want to talk about the pandemic. They don't want to talk about how these people use this stuff to steal the election. The only thing they want to talk about is their promo codes. Now, I'm not knocking anybody for having sponsors and promo codes, not at all. What I am knocking is that you don't have the guts 
to say what needs to be said. And I'm looking at a lot of you with big followings who have a lot of people following you. You have a lot of influence and you're a coward. I won't name names, but if you're still on Twitter and you're still on Facebook and you say you're not a coward, you're a coward. And I'm not talking to anybody watching the show. I'm talking to content creators who have big, big platforms and are still there. You have to ask yourself why. Why are they still there? Why are they still there, but they claim to fight for America every single day? Why are they still there, but they claim that they're fighting against the left and the wickedness, but yet they're still there? You have to ask yourself why. And when you come up with that answer, then you have to ask yourself, am I still going to follow these people? I'm not saying you have to follow me. Don't follow a coward. Because a coward will lead you absolutely nowhere. Be right back to finish the show right after this. Now that I got just my social media family here, you know who I'm talking about, don't you? If you think you know who I'm talking about, put their name in the chat. Go ahead, put their name in the chat. I would like to see what you guys say about these people who are still on these platforms who claim to be fighting for America. Let me know their names. I want to see what you guys say because I guarantee you, you and I are thinking the same thing. Go ahead, throw a few names out there. I'd like to see them. I'll, I'll monitor them and I'll tell you who it is. Or at least I'll tell everybody what you guys are saying. You already all know what I think. Okay, I see Fox News. I see Dan Bongino. I see a lot of Dan Bongino. Ben Shapiro. Sean Hannity. Elise Stefanik. Sean Hannity. Dan Bongino. Jenna Ellis. Ben Shapiro, Dan, Hannity, Dan Bongino, Hannity, 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 Glenn Beck, Candace Owens. You guys are saying it, not me. So you guys know what I'm talking about, right? You guys know I'm not, I don't, I'm not crazy here, am I? Because how can these people avoid the purge and yet claim to be fighting for all of us? Doesn't make sense. Crenshaw, there you go. Even Charlie Kirk, said Lauren Cole. See, I challenge you guys to think, and this is what you're coming up with. And guess what? I agree with everything you're saying. I agree with everything you just said, 100%. Let's come back from this and finish the show out strong, shall we? Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America. I asked during the break, I asked the audience who they thought is just throwing out names who they thought is guilty of continue of, of 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 avoiding the purge I should say who avoided the purge on Twitter and Facebook but yet still tell you and claim that they're fighting for this nation you you know who's fighting for this nation by the people that are banned or suspended from these platforms anybody who's still on that platform got to ask yourself are they really saying the right things Or are they making people believe they're saying the right things? Some of the answers that I got were pretty incredible. I'd like to end the show today with with a great message. And now, this is going to be really good for kids. If there's kids watching, um, please keep them in the the room. This is going to be really good for kids, but it's great for adults as well. It's a little animation called The Dangers of Sin. 
I think you guys will really like it. I think it's very informative, and I think it makes perfect sense. Ladies and gentlemen, for all ages, the dangers of sin. Check out this animation. It's pretty incredible. Pretty telling as well. The danger of sin. Notice what's happening. The more he becomes a slave to sin. It's a pretty powerful video. So ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Sorry for that loudness when it came back in. But the dangers of sin is permanent. And it'll put you in a dark, dark depression. And the things that you thought were great don't end up being so great. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the dangers of sin. And I I urge you to show that to your young kids. That's pretty powerful. Folks, I want to say thank you for joining in tonight. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please go to JeremyHarrell.com if you like what you see. There's a lot to do there. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for a Bible and even become a donor or a monthly donor if you can to the show. We are completely viewer funded. God bless each and every one of you. And I will see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more Live from America and again in the evening on Real America's Voice News. Have a great night, folks. See you later. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.